three, two, one. Jamin, how you doing? Hey Eric, how are you, man? I'm all good, man. How are you keeping? Not too bad, not too bad at all. How are you enjoying the nice weather? It's a fine, sunny day. Um, I've had an interesting day, kind of walking around, engaging with young people around the community, around Dublin Ace. Um, good conversations, everyone seems to be in good spirits. I suppose it's the normal way of things when the school year is coming to an end. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good place to be. Yeah, and how do you enjoy, do you enjoy doing your work and all? Do you like it? I absolutely love it. I like, I, I, um, I suppose there's ups and downs, you know, it's like, there's challenges with it, but I, I enjoy what I do. Uh, I enjoy linking in with young people. I enjoy kind of, you know, sometimes, obviously I don't enjoy when I get, you know, there's a pushback from young people, like you're, you know, it's like they, they kind of reject you sometimes because I suppose you're really kind of putting people out of their comfort zones, you know, and it's it's a place sometimes you're not ready to go. They don't want, they're not ready to, you know, go down that path or, you know, to answer those questions or to, and it's not necessarily like I'm looking for to, for them to answer questions for me, but it's more for them, you know. Yeah. Um, but I enjoy it because I get to see you know, young people really kind of seeing their true potential. I know it's quite a cliched kind of expression and it's usually a way of, you know, but it's, it's for me, it's like, it's really, it's just seeing people like really flourishing, you know, and seeing something that they enjoy doing, you know, and seeing, you know, them harnessing a skill that they may not have recognized they've even had, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, you work for me is like I may never see I suppose the, the true benefits of it you know because a young person may not like really like get to appreciate like our interaction or relationship like until they're well into their 20s you know or, or yeah. they're an adult you know and, and by that time I could be you know working somewhere else or I could be doing something else and I may I may not have that connection with them you know yeah. but it's um it's, it's for me it's one of the most powerful forces that exists between a young person and an adult for sure yeah and what what was the thing that made you be like okay yes I want to go into this type of environment this type of work I don't know it was like I like I grew up in Limerick right and um, I suppose when I was growing up as a young person myself like there was a lot of hardships that I had experienced like I had, I had friends that had you know committed suicide and it was usually a thing where it was like you know, it was a suicide cluster, unfortunately, where, where I was growing up. And, you know, a lot of it was down to the lack of supports, you know, lack of opportunities, education supports, you know, employment supports. Um, there was a lot of deprivation where we were growing up. Um, you know, there was, unfortunately as well, there was, there was crime and disorder and dysfunctional families and a lot of trauma that existed within the communities. And, you know, it was like, it's a wonder how any of us kind of made it out of, out of that environment, you know, because it was so kind of chaotic and um, we didn't even know how to support ourselves, you know, um, and we just managed to get through to the other side where, you know, we were like, okay, now we need to find our own way, you know, but usually when you're in that kind of vulnerable stage of life, when you're a young teenager, you know, it, it can be make or break and for me it's about like I wish I had the support of a youth worker or someone there you know that was going to kind of advise me or guide me or be in my corner um, at that age I think life would have been very different and particularly as well for those that have you know we 
I've lost, those friends that I've lost. Um, you know, because we didn't have any access to youth work back then. And I think once I kind of realized the importance, you know, of young people kind of realizing, okay, I have a skill here, you know, because a lot of time young people go through life and they're like, I'm not good at this, I don't meet these standards, I don't, I'm not as good as this person. And young people particularly like tend to compare themselves to other friends or to other, you know, famous people and they're like, if only I was as good as that. But like, we all have these hidden kind of skills and passions and, and, and you know, gifts and it's it's just about being able to kind of, for young people, it's like creating those conditions where they can recognise it for themselves you know, okay, I'm actually good at this, you know, and it gives you motivation in life to, you know, to actually make something of it and to go and, and seek out that passion, to feel those endorphins, you know, where you actually, you know, you do something, you yeah. know, exciting and you're challenged and you're, you're, you know, you have perhaps the adrenaline, the excitement, you know, and you feel like you're contributing something to society and to yourself, yeah. you know. Um, so youth work is... I suppose there's many different layers that I that I question that you asked, but I at a young age I um, yeah I stopped drinking at the age of twenty and um, yeah, like that was that was quite difficult and it was it wasn't that I I had a an alcohol issue or anything like this, but it was more like I've I've was very much aware of that I could turn into dependency because a lot of times as young men we kind of to open up and to express our vulnerabilities was was only done when we were drunk you know in the pubs you know and I didn't like that you know I didn't like the fact that we could only speak to each other when we've had a few points you know we could really open up and express our, our hurt at the, at the loss of some friends you know through su suicide and um, you know and if we were sober we couldn't really we didn't open up we didn't really talk about it you know so I didn't like that dependence you know on a substance to do that and um, so I decided to move away from that group for a while and just kind of get my own you know steady my own feet um, and it was um, I suppose from then I was kind of I was, I was a bit lost myself I wasn't sure what I was doing what direction I was going in um, and I I wanted to do social care um, so I felt okay I want to support other people so I don't think you know I don't like the fact that young people growing up in Limerick in particular because that was the only world I knew were growing up feeling lost themselves you know so um, I wanted to do social care but like they wouldn't accept me on the course because I was quite young yeah. I was like 22 or 23 when I was applying for it and I think they kind of recognise okay are you, you know perhaps if you get more life experience and come back to us you know it could be you know it could be a career path for you but I think from there I ended up doing um, an art portfolio course and I, I got into kind of photography and lens based kind of practices and I kind of pursued that and um, that took off for me you know I, I kind of went on to do an honours degree in photography and, and visual culture and I was working in, you know, I moved up to here in Dublin um, because it was the only place in the, in the country that could offer a, a degree in photography. And um, I, I then, yeah, I did a, a master's in art research, um, again, kind of pursuing the, the art world a little bit. Um, but my idea was to always like experiment with the art world a little bit and then return to kind of sp social practices, which is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, and it's just funny how it all kind of 
I suppose worked out, you know, um, because a lot of my work was like socially engaged. Um, it was like engage, exploring kind of society, you know, and the inequalities that exist within Ireland in particular. Um, so that kind of motivated me from there to kind of go on and do um, um, a youth work masters in Maynooth. Um, so I graduated from there in two thousand and sorry, last last June, last July, I finished my dissertation, and but it was yeah, it was that was a tough road as well, you know, even getting from from A to B to C to D, you know, to getting from the places that I thought I may have had mapped out in my head. Um, weren't necessarily you know the one straightforward you know there was a lot of bumps in the road as well and I suppose as well like I was also working as a as a boxing coach so I would have I would have engaged with kind of communities um, you know young people in particular as a, as a boxing coach but I didn't really know anything about youth work or anything like this you know I was just more I was just coaching the way I felt was natural to me the way to kind of empower young people to recognize you know, because one of the hardest things to do is come through a boxing club door for the very first time, you know, and I absolutely recognise that. I've experienced that myself. So it's like it's really about nurturing young people so that they enjoy what they're doing, they enjoy the boxing, they enjoy the sport, or whether that's just to keep fit or or to actually go on and compete, you know. It was, um, it was um, yeah, that kind of, you know, that was a passion of mine as well. I suppose that absolutely transferred over to, to what I'm doing now as well. Yeah, so with the skills that you've learned, obviously you've been a boxing coach, you also did kickboxing for a bit, but those skills when you come into youth work, they, they could really help a young person and it also gives them something to do, but also it could give them a career, mm. like in photography or visual arts or even boxing, mm. but you interacting with a particular young person, do you feel like it builds like bonds and relationships together? Like Absolutely, it's, it's like, it's, for me, boxing and kickboxing and photography and whatever else kind of I, I you know, I, I possess as experience, it's it's a tool to engage. You know, it's a tool to in, you know to have those conversations. So as a youth worker now, it's like, you know, a young person may not necessarily you know gravitate towards me, you know, because of who I am, but because I possess certain skills. You know, they may feel, at first, they might feel uncomfortable to have those conversations. You know, those deep and meaningful conversations that, you know, are, are really the true essence of what youth work is, you know, and it helps to really, but, like, just to, I tend to overlap when I'm speaking. But it's, um, I guess it's about, you know, we'll share something together. You know, we'll share, like, I'll do a bit of pad work or something like this, or a bit of, a bit of talking about a bit of technical skill with boxing or kickboxing. And that absolutely builds those, that rapport, you know, that relationship that may not necessarily have been there prior to that, you know. It's like we're sharing uh, an activity together as well, which absolutely builds those bonds and kind of reinforces that, that connection that I would have with young people. I also feel that it, you know, doing something like that, those skills can almost like fast track a relationship a little bit, you know depending on the young person and their desires, their needs and their wants. But like, say I, you know, different youth workers will always have different approaches. But I feel that when that is shared between two people, you know, regardless of it, if it's youth work or if it's just, you know, two people that barely know each other, a bond will be created. Yeah. Because you're, 
there's trust in one another like when you're showing those kind of skills those martial arts skills or boxing skills or whatever it is but it absolutely compliments but it, it doesn't it wouldn't I would never see it as like an essence of youth work you know it's like it, it just opens up a door yeah to have that those conversations you know where you could possibly talk about things that are going on you know within you know deep down in a person's life and how how we can kind of tackle it together maybe you know yeah. um i think i always use the boxing analogy that like a, a good youth worker is like a boxing coach you know you'll always be in the corner of a young person and i always try to reinforce that as well with young people that i'm engaging with like i'll always be in your corner i'll always be there to support you you know even if sometimes you tell me you don't want me there i'll still be there when you do need me you know and yeah. i'll try to like i never see myself as someone that that is better than anyone or, or or kind of has more knowledge or anything like this or more intelligent than anyone else i never view myself that way but what i do possess is i might have a bit more life experience yeah you know and i'll try to lend that to anyone that wants it something you know? to teach to talk about easy. it's not even to teach like the way I view teaching is like like I'm going to learn from you just as much as you learn from me so it's like a conversation it's dialogic it's you between you help me I help you exactly it's like I learn from you you learn from me it's like the way even my boxing classes I'll always say like I'm here to learn from you just as much as you're here to learn from me you know I might possess a bit more experience than you guys but I'm still going to learn things from you guys that I would never learn elsewhere you know yeah. like it's something very unique you know, each like even right now these conversations I'm having with you, I'm learning from you. Yeah. You know, because we're you're your own unique person. You know, you have your own unique philosophy about how you see life, how you view life, how you interact with life, you know? And like through getting to know you, I'm learning from you. And even the questions that you're asking me, like even doing this this podcast now, like I'm learning from you to be able to do this. This is my first time ever doing something like this. Yeah. So it's um yeah, it's it's absolutely, it's transactional. It's two way, you know, and it's it it should never be like one person at the top of a classroom or one person at the top of a room saying, "I hold all the power." That it should never be that way. No, you know, regardless of what the circumstances, whether it's in a classroom or whether it's in a boxing gym or whether it's in a in a workplace, you know, power should be shared equally. You yeah, that's a great with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely agree with what you were saying, what you're saying there. And do you think it's like, it's right for like almost like even if it's not even in a terribly bad area, do you think it's right for all areas to have types of youth work there just to support young people, no matter how good or bad the area may be, in condition wise or crime wise? Okay, I absolutely believe that um, marginalized communities, there's there will possibly be be more of a requirement for kind of you projects and new clubs and, and services to support young people I absolutely believe that um, because there's not the same opportunities and that's by design you know that's by you know the state would design the country in a very particular way where like this community here this is the lower income community so we're not going to provide the same you know um, amenities or, or kind of um, services or you know same uh, educational kind of schools and, and things like this you know as what they might do and say other more affluent areas you know mm-hmm. but it's about a youth worker a good youth worker and a good youth work project will understand the needs of a community because what's going on in one community 
you know, it's not going to be happening in another community, but there's going to be different needs there. You yeah. know, it's going to be very unique to that community. So, like in one community, say, there might be a lot of trauma, addiction, intergenerational poverty, you know, that exists there, you know. And then in another community, it could be a thing where both parents are not present, you know, because they're off working all the time and they don't spend time with their kids and the children then become very disconnected from the world around them, you know. Yeah. Um, and from their family members and their siblings and stuff like this. And, you know, it's it's about learning that we're all interconnected, you know, and it's, it can be, you know, you work in a more affluent area, you know, could be doing very different activities, you know, with those young people, you know. But like, say, affluent areas, like I've worked in affluent areas as well, and it's, it's, it's a thing where you notice that, yeah, there's a bit more disconnect, you know, with young people in those, in those communities. But it, it's, that disconnect can also exist in the more kind of marginalized communities as well. It's just a bit different. The language might be a bit different, yeah. you know, but it's also the same, same, but different kind of thing, you know. Yeah. It can be quite similar as well. And even you said before, you, y- even though you knew that you wanted to go into social care, you, you had done, you had a master's in photography. Mm. And what were you doing up until you decided I would go to Maynooth and I would become a youth worker? So how was photography working out for you? Yeah, um, so I, I suppose a lot of it was, you know, I, I was more interested in the art practice of photography and how photography kind of, I suppose, communicates the world around us, you know? So I would have done a project based in my Ross and Limerick, uh, which is, you know, received a lot of notoriety you know, in the media, and still is. There's an article published today um, about what's happening in Monaros right now uh, in terms of the demolition of houses and homes and stuff like this, and there's a bit of a standoff between community members and, I suppose, the, the contractors, the builders. And, um, but they... They... Um, sorry, what was your question? Um, how was... Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, how was... Um, what, how did you find doing photography and how yeah, did it help yeah. you? So, I think your question was like, how did I go from photography? Yeah, to, photography okay, too. So it's, for me, it was like, I was working as a photographer, right? Yeah. I was working as an artist and so I was doing my own research projects. So I was doing many different research projects, right? So one that was exploring uh, journeymen in, in boxing. You know, another one would be like exploring the horizon line. I was trying to unpack that. What does that mean? So I was, it was a very much a philosophical kind of um, exploration but also true visual art as well so there was like many different facets and elements in that so I was doing a lot of different projects that were you know exploring different teams um, but and I was working commercially as well so that meant I could earn some money doing photography mm-hmm. but those those jobs that were helping me to pay my rent were too few and far between you know they were like I might get two a month. Oh yeah, so it's like you never really have a schedule. It's more like yeah. one, maybe one a month, maybe yeah. two a month, yeah, three yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. There's no set time. Yeah. And I was kind of like, okay, I didn't really see myself as a commercial photographer. It wasn't really my thing. Um, and I had to kind of weigh up my options there as to, okay, do I see this as a long-term thing about working as a commercial photographer or not, you know? And I was, it was getting to a stage where I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just kind of waiting around you know I'm waiting for jobs to kind of come up and I started getting fed up with myself you know I started getting annoyed with myself and so then I was like what are my passions so I really had to dig down and ask myself what are my passions what am I interested in so it was it came back to you work so I applied for a job 
um, like great references. Like there was a vacancy in a youth project um, in, in Dublin and um, I applied for it in January 2019. And uh, great references, great application, you know, great cover letter, all that. And I basically, you know, I, I sent it in, I got a letter back saying that we can't accept your application because you don't have the, the relevant qualification as a youth worker. So um, I was like, what? What is this? What is this qualification that I need? I've I've great experience. I've great like references. Yeah. You know because I would have worked in new projects in Limerick and I would have done different things. You know as a boxing coach as well. I would have facilitated kind of photography workshops with young people. Um, but yeah, they they couldn't accept it. So I, I was like, what the hell is this? You know. So I got a bit fired up. I got a bit indignant about that. So mm -hmm. I I wondered what was this qualification that they're looking at? You know that they're looking for. So it kind of planted a seed in my head, okay, right, if I'm going to be serious about this youth work thing, I'm probably going to have to go back to college. So I kind of fought it for a while. I was like, no, I don't want to go back to college. Um, so I felt I spent most of my adult life in university and I didn't want to go back again. Um, but eventually I kind of, it was actually a friend of mine kind of talked me into it. He goes, look, this is something that you would be really good at. This is something that you should be going for. And I, I was in September 2019, and I, I think the course started like two weeks later or something like that, you know, yeah. after that conversation I was having. So I got an application in really quickly, had an interview, and I got accepted on the course. And I suppose once I kind of um, completed my degree, um, I applied for a job in Solace Project, and yeah. here I am. And how has that been going for you? How do you enjoy Solace? Do you? It's absolutely amazing like i can't think of a better organization to be working in i'm not just saying it like it's what drew me to solace project was the values you know the values of an organization is is really important to me you know especially like when i went for the i was in my girlfriend lives in madrid so i went to madrid um after i finished my dissertation and uh i just needed a bit of cooling off a bit of relaxing time you know and, down, yeah. and um the next thing I seen, a friend of mine sent me a job. Um, uh, there was a vacancy with Solace Projects. They were just starting up the new youth work program, so I, I applied for it, got my letter done, and all that kind of stuff. And I did my interview on Zoom, right? Yeah. And it was it was Amy Carey and Leanne Lowry were on the other side of the Zoom, and I was there in Madrid, and they were in Dublin, you know, from the office or wherever, and it was just. It's just the I don't know. It was just the the non-verbals, the the body language that I could see. It was just the 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 warmth that yeah. I could sense, particularly from Leanne, that really drew me. You know, to like, yeah, this is the right place for me. You know, and as well as understanding and knowing the ethos and the history, the rich history that exists. You know, with Solace Project is what drew me to the the organization, and yeah, it's just been. Of course there's been ups and downs but it's not down to the organization that's more down to me you know with my own expectations of myself you know and trying to i suppose trying to take so much on you know yeah. I, I do have that tendency um you know where i would i suppose i would actively kind of go you know and engage with young people that i wouldn't necessarily be scheduled to work with or expected to work with you know but i could see that there's a need for them you yeah. know, for someone to be linking in. Yeah. So I, I, I would certainly take a lot on, and I, I think I was experiencing a bit of burnout or close to it.
because I was kind of going 100 miles per hour within the first few months that I was working there. You know, so I, I, be hard yeah, all the time. I need I needed to take a step back and also be a bit um, you know, a bit easy with myself. Yeah, that's right, true. You know? yeah. Do you think you work um is for everybody, or do you think you might need to have like a for the, for a person to work and you to work with young people? Do you think they might need to have like a certain mindset or or something going into it, or just to be able to be good with these kind of people and understand that there may be problems and barriers that you may have to work through with a young person? I I absolutely think that there's there's a necessity to understand young people. You know, there's a necessity to understand. You know, you have to be able to connect, relate, you know, to speak, to converse, you know, you need to have those skills. They are fundamental to your work because if you can't build a relationship with a young person, well then you're absolutely, you're in the wrong job, yeah. you know. Um, and I don't think I've ever worked with, with a, any youth worker that I've kind of seen as like, okay, why are they even doing this? Why are they, why are they in this Pat, why in this career they don't even seem to like young people, you know. But I've heard of other youth workers, you know, that have had that experience, you know. Thankfully, I haven't seen it. Um, so it, it does actually happen, and um, I think that you do need to be able to kind of connect with young people for sure. You need to be able to build those relationships and have an understanding of young people. But at the same time, we're not going to connect with all the young people, you know. I'm not going to connect. With like, you know, it, sometimes it's a personality thing as well. You know, I'm not going to connect with certain young people. You know that some of those projects engages with. You know, yeah. I just need to take that as a given, and you know it's about accepting that. But I also recognize my strengths and the young people that I would probably get on better with yeah. than than others. You know, and how can I, you know, connect with them and also recognize those that I may not necessarily get on well with. You yeah. know. I let them know that like I'm still here, like I'll still always be here. I'll still try and support you. Like if there's ever a time that you do feel like you want to come over and have a conversation with me, you know I'll I'll be here. You know, and there'll be no judgment or there'll be no like thoughts of like oh we never got on or we never spoke before, you know, because there may be particular times in our life where we be like okay I don't, you know I keep hearing the same thing from this, you know same youth worker. You know, what if I experience something else with another youth worker? You know. Yeah. Um, we're always going to learn from different people, you know, and yeah. I'm going to learn from, I suppose, the young people that I, I, I might see myself not engaging with that that easily, you know, I'm going to learn from them as well, you know. Yeah, and you said before you came to Solis, was there any time you helped out when you were down in Limerick yeah. and you done other projects down there and does it differ from Limerick to Dublin or anything like that? Um... It would differ for sure. I'll, I'll suppose I go up to the, the first part. So I, I worked with Limerick Youth Service in um, 2007. I went in as a volunteer and I, I was kind of, um, I was facilitating a photography workshop that resulted in a, I suppose, a big exhibition. We had a, a really um, uh, well presented, you know, exhibition show at the end, which was great. It was absolutely phenomenal for the young people to see their pictures on the wall of a gallery. like. You know, that was absolutely phenomenal, but at, the, at that time, I didn't really understand what youth work was, and I ended up doing a lot of the work, you know, for them, and yeah. it, it should have been more about us doing the work together, you know? Yeah. Um, but again, it was an experience for me, and I would have worked as well in the, the Learning Hub in Limerick, which is in the north side 
you know, which the North Side Limerick is, is it will be one of the most disadvantaged areas in the country, you know. Um, it's a very like there were, like there will be similarities in different communities in Dublin to what I would have experienced in Limerick. Yeah. You know, like say in Limerick we don't really have flats. You know. It's more like housing estates. Yeah, it's more like housing estates. Yeah. Um so it'd be a very different mindset, you know, down there as well, you know, because of the built environment, mm-hmm. the urban environment that exists there. As well as like it's a much smaller city. Yeah. You know? Um, but a lot of the time it's like one similarity is like a lot of people in kind of marginalised communities will rarely leave that community you know they'll often just stay within that comfort zone that bubble you know because it's what they know yeah. as well as like it's it's the wall in the head that exists where it's like you know I won't be accepted outside of your own account. your own community yeah, you know um, and it's about I suppose working with young people so that they really realise there's a big world out there you know yeah. Go out and see it, go out and explore it because there's more than just your area. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. did I answer that question? You did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh this does we well, can keep going if you want. Yeah, no, go for, it, go for it. Yeah. Uh, this does just to let you know this cuts off at Torty. Right. We can just add another segment yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. 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 So just because uh, I just wanted to let you know that. Yeah. But yeah, so do you do you see yourself working like in youth for like a long period of time or do you think maybe you'll maybe want to go on to something else or you so, can you can tend to it oh yeah that will cut off in the 20 seconds all right ask me that question uh, at the I, next segment yeah first. well yeah okay. yeah go on go on bang away so yeah we're back okay. but uh, what were you just saying um so what i was talking about there was um sometimes i do workshops i kind of facilitate workshops in, in regards to my practice you know my practice as a photographer uh as an lens-based artist and uh, so I'm, I'm invited sometimes to you know lecture in, in universities and colleges and uh, as a guest lecturer. Um, so I've lectured in IEDT in Dunleary, uh, Griffith College Dublin, uh, Pierce College, and I think that's it so far. But like most recently, I was just invited to facilitate a workshop in the Ark in Dublin. The Ark is like it's a, a young person's kind of theatre company and and creative studio and. Um, there's a whole range of different things that they do there. So, a friend of mine that works there, she works with young teenagers, and um, she invited me to kind of come in and, and facilitate a workshop. So it's basically talking about my practice and also kind of talking about photographic portraiture, you know, which is something that I I enjoy doing because of the challenge of it. But as well, it's like my my practice often stems from a curiosity. So I will kind of explore a theme or a topic or as a community because I'm curious I want to know more so like I would have like uh, had an ongoing it's actually ongoing but like it would have been with the loyalist community up north in Northern Ireland in Belfast yeah. you know which is you know I grew up as an Irish Catholic and you know for me the north was just like what is this place you know it's like an understanding I suppose the other side because we're all we're, I suppose as people in the Republic of Ireland we're kind of informed that the loyalists are all bigots, you know, they, they're racist and, you know, all this, but they're actually, you know, they're people as well, you yeah. know, and they have their own philosophies, their own ideas, their own sense of culture, you know, it may not be something that I particularly agree with, but it, it certainly exists, but it's about exploring that and trying to understand that, you know, so going back to that workshop is like, I, I would have just tried to encourage and promote curiosity, you know, be always be curious 
you know and ask yourself questions and how can you explore that in a photographic way or a lens-based way or you know an artistic way um so it's like for me you know when i'm doing these workshops it's like yeah i just want to kind of inspire people and just to kind of ask questions you know and not necessarily to seek the answer or to get get an answer but just enjoy that process of asking the question you know yeah so that's um so that's obviously something you also do outside of your yep. work yep. and you still continue to do. Yep. So you still find very much fun in it. So would you would you really suggest that um a young person if they're into art and art and photography, you do suggest it's something that they continue to follow? But even though it's something that you could definitely help with. Like if you a young person comes in, you could instantly build a bond with someone who likes photography? Absolutely. Like it hasn't happened yet. Um I don't think I don't think most of the young people are aware of I suppose that experience that I that I, I possess, um, it's not necessarily something I, I share, um, because a lot of young people aren't ready for something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but I would absolutely, it would be open, you know, it'd be open season. I would absolutely, you know, uh, if I got a sense that a young person might be interested, in, I would like pursue it and say, look, if you want to discuss it, talk about it more, like, and I would, you know, whatever direction. I, I got a sense of that young person wanted to go and I will, you know, try my best to get it to that place, you know. Yeah. But it's it's a lifelong, uh, no, sorry, it wouldn't be a lifelong process, but it's it can be something that's open-ended and something that can, you know, you could dip in, dip out of, you know. It's like a project that I'm working on now. It's been going on since 2017. But I, it's, yeah, it's just something I kind of dip in and dip out of, but I'm always kind of um, exploring you know yeah and looking at different ways of how i can represent it yeah you know so if you're the, you're doing a project like you said and you dip in and dip out of it it's like something that you maybe feel like you can do in your own time or when you feel like there's something to add to the project yeah it's uh, like i suppose right now as i'm working full time you know it's a lot harder for it's you harder yeah, and yeah. i i'm like i'm a little bit conflicted a little bit torn because I do want to start to re-engage with certain projects and communities and stuff like this, um, but I don't have the time or the energy, you that's know, fair, yeah. and that's, that's something I need to kind of really respect is my energy, you know, and if I, you know, I, I can only, I suppose particularly with what I'm doing as a youth worker, like I'm, I need to make sure that my own cup is full and, you know, uh, that way I can, I suppose, support other people and young people with the overflow you know, but if I'm starting to burn out, you know, and I'm like I'm not getting the proper rest that my body needs, you know, it's 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 going to be hard to do the work and to give to the young people yeah. that I want to, you know. Because it's a it's a very like it's a lot of you give, and it's a lot of energy taken out of you. Oh, I wouldn't say that I, yeah, the, the give words. I don't want to use the word give. I, I'd like to retract that. I would say. It can be shared, you know. I think that should be the right way to say it. You know, if I'm giving, 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 you know, it's it's, you know, the longevity of me staying in a youth work career or, or anyone that does that, you know, it's going to be very short. Yeah. You know, whereas you want to make sure that it's like it's something that's shared with a with a community or or young people. So that's like, it's like you know you're you're. You know, you're you're sharing, but you're also it's like transactional. You yeah, know, so it's, it's like, like they're giving, you're giving. Yeah, yeah, it's reciprocal know. in the sense that like I'm not feeling, 
I'm not giving 100%, or it could be 50-50. So it's like you meet me halfway. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're doing, if when it comes to doing stuff like that, like where if it, even if it goes, if you're having a conversation with a young person and it goes from just say something career-wise, but then it's comes to a time where a young person is dealing with something and they have to need, like they need that talk and then they feel like they trust you as a person mm. to talk to you. Do you feel like it's important for a youth worker to be able to reach that kind of... It's pivotal, stage, yeah. absolutely pivotal. It's like, why am I doing what I'm doing if I can't get to that place of trust for a young person? And trust is a very, it, it can be a very thin line with anyone, you know, yeah. but particularly with people that may have experienced, you know, you know, hurtful relationships throughout their life, you know, or, you know, with dysfunctional homes, you know, and they, they don't know how they can talk or show that vulnerability because a lot of the time it's pride that prevents people from, from opening up and it's like how do we take down that wall you know because people don't want to show weakness you know yeah. because we're taught particularly as young men that we can show any weakness that we must be tough we must be hard we, we must keep have, our things to ourselves yeah, yeah. we must have a stiff upper lip you know and we can't talk and you, like I suppose it's funny it's like you know a lot of the time when, when men really show their emotions you know at a football match you know it seems to be like it's okay to cry there but like when it comes to really stuff that affects us we can't really talk about it, you know, yeah. and we're, we're told not to talk about it. But get to get to that place of, of those types of deep and meaningful conversations, that takes time. Yeah. And time goes hand in hand with you working a relationship. Yeah. You know, you cannot get there overnight. It's a, a day by day thing, yeah. you know, and it really depends on, I suppose, the level of engagement that you would have. And yeah, it's very much like, like say there's a young person I'm engaging with right now and we we were at a, a good place where we were having good conversation and you know there was also it got to a stage where I had to press this young person a little bit you know I had to challenge them a little bit and they weren't ready for that so I was rejected a little bit you know and I need to be able to kind of accept that as well that there are going to be times where I'm going to be rejected you know and it's and not to kind of, I suppose, force situations to happen, to allow it to happen organically, but also being able to read a room, you know, and to read how a young person is going to respond or react. You know, is that a good time to say this or is it not a good time to say this? Yeah. You know, you certainly have to have that intuitiveness and that awareness of environment, social environments with young people. Yeah, so when you're going into the, uh, if, you're, if you think about going into the work of your work, you have to have the mindset of knowing that, okay, I'm not going to interact perfectly with every young person and I may be pushed away by a young person mm -hmm. and that this job takes patience and trust and just giving and listening, mm -hmm. but more listening than anything, even if there's nothing even physically to offer, once you just listen to a person. But those, those kind of, um, I suppose, characteristics, they have to, it's both sides, but I guess on, on the side of the youth worker, it should be more conscious, it should be more intentional. So the youth worker is aware of like the patients, you know, understanding the mannerisms, the cues, the social cues, and how a young person might be responding or reacting. Whereas, you know, a young person might recognize well that like the trust has to be there, you know, but they may not fully understand why, you know, and it, it may not be a thing where they might, they might not even be able to name it. It could be just a thing, I feel comfortable around this person, I feel comfortable enough to say this, or I feel comfortable enough to do this, 
you know. Um, and it, like a lot of the time, one of the I had a conversation today with a with a young person's mother, and it was, you know, she was explaining to me that she was quite hard on her her uh, her child, and uh, you know, and she she refuses them to do a lot of things and. I was kind of explaining that I suppose one of the you're going to meet opposition when we say when adults say the word no because we're disempowering young people that may already feel powerless you know so you're never going to learn anything by saying the word no to a young person that you can't do that or you can't do this instead like explore okay you you want to do this okay why what are what are the repercussions what do you think will happen if this happens if this action takes place you know whatever that is you know you know explore with him as opposed to just saying an outright no you can't do that have a chat with them about yeah. it and let them see the, 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 the repercussions if something doesn't work out completely it's allowing creating the conditions where the young person can recognize for themselves if it's you know, they want. yeah if there's something i can't prevent anyone from doing anything yeah. only you can it's always in your control you know it's always in the young person's control like that's just how I view life, you know, what's, I always ask myself, what's in my control, I can't control what other people think about me, yeah. you know, all I can control is how I respond and react to that, yeah. you know. So yeah, well, Jamin, I want to say thank you very much for being on the podcast, um, that's about 45 minutes we've just done. I'm um, going to jump in there, right, and just say, you had asked me a question, right, just before, it was like, I think you asked me where do I see myself going or what do I, I did actually you did, yeah. you did ask that was, and that was before yeah. the first episode ended. so I'm going to just I'm going to answer that question right because it's something that came up in conversation with my with my manager uh, Leanne um, the other day and it was like you know like Leanne and I have a very it's yeah it's, I, I think she's just an absolute fantastic leader you know she's a great role model for me and for the young people that we we work with but it's like you know I suppose seeing where I see myself going in this in this career like I still feel very new to it I only started in this job in October yeah you know and it's it's something okay I just feel like you know I'm, I'm just starting to understand the ropes of a youth worker organization and, and being a youth worker and it's something that kind of came up very organically it was just it was almost like reactionary um, it was like I said to her you know that uh, Limerick needs a youth work project like Solace you know um, Solace project needs to go down to Limerick and I was like okay who's going to lead that you know and it was it kind of came back to me and I think if, if I do see myself progressing in this role you know as a career it's possibly like it, that could be it you know where I do actually you know, I'm right. I'm right now. I'm, I'm after transitioning from a mainstream youth worker to a youth justice worker. Right, so I see that as my calling. You know, and um, I think that like that is something that I will possibly. I'm going to try to learn the ropes as much as I possibly can. Learn and understand. You know, the youth justice kind of model that Solace Project uses. You know, and, uh, applies to how they engage with young people. Um, but yeah, that's possibly down the road I'm going to use that as my focus now to right, learn as much as I can on the job and then try to take that with me and I can bring 
to Limerick, perhaps, you know, to those community, those communities in Limerick that, you know, possibly need it most. But on the back of that, I just want to say thank you, Eric. Thank you. Uh, thank you for taking the time to interview me. And um, I tend to ramble on a little bit, but I, I hope I hope it makes sense. And um, I suppose I had a lot in my head that I wanted to say. And yeah, it was just yeah, it was it was good to kind of have this conversation, this chat, finally because. We've been talking about it now for a while. We have. Yeah. And it's good to actually have you on. And it's good to let other people also hear this. Mm. Because I think it's something that everyone can take from this. There's something someone can learn from mm. this. Whether it's a skill or something. Mm. Or even just to listen to what you were saying. Mm. So thank you very much. Thanks man. Thank you man. Right. Appreciate it. Thank you everybody.